What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you are searching for me across the interwebs. And welcome back to another fine, dabby-dozy episode of this gaming-related podcast. I'm in a bit of a funky mood today. I've been kind of under the weather. I woke up just feeling like I've got a big old cold up in my shizzle, and I just feel pretty rubbish today. So if I am a little bit on the low-energy side, of life then that is why that is happening i have been playing some video games as per usual but i am a creature of habit i've been playing the same video games i always play and always talk about and that is apex legends and overwatch i've been playing the anniversary event that i actually forgot was even taking place on the tuesday i completely forgot that it happened and i was like oh no there's an event today I better update. I played Apex for hours and then realized at like eight, nine o'clock at night that hang on, there's an o- hang on, there's an Overwatch event going on. So maybe I should install it and play. So I did. I did play a little bit of that, and I've been playing some more of it and having an okay time with Overwatch lately. I don't know what's going on, but I've enjoyed it. What I have played, I don't know why. I'm just having a great time with Overwatch right now. Maybe because I'm not having so much of a great time on Apex. I'm not sure why, but I'm really having a problem with Apex lately. Like, the challenges I've been getting have been absolute trash. For example, I've had sniper-related challenges every single week in my weekly, and it's always a top-tier challenge, like do 5,000 damage in Battle Royale. These type of challenges are really giving me a bit of a disdain for the game because all the snipers that I enjoyed using in the game are now care package weapons. Specifically the triple take, I like the Kraber very muchly indeed as well. But it's kind of left all these rubbish snipers out like the Sentinel, which is okay, it's my favourite out of all the ones that are left. And then there's the longbow. Like, these weapons I don't enjoy using. I don't like the fact that they split weapons up and put them in a marksman category. I think they should have just basically brought this new ammo type for the arrows and then have the bow be a sniper as well. I think that would have made the game slightly more balanced in regards to challenges. So I've not been enjoying that portion of the game. I'm also not a huge fan of arenas. I find it 50-50. It's one of those game modes where I either get really decent teammates or I get teammates that are just complete and utter potatoes that decide to not pay attention to anything their teammates are doing and just run off and just go willy-nilly and just like, hey, look, yes, I'm going to run into a team of three by myself with a pistol because I'm a clever man indeed. I don't know why that happens a lot to me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just the one having this problems. But I've been playing some Mass Effect, but I don't want to talk about it too much because I only jumped into it last night and I'm around two, three hours in. I'm at the Citadel. I've done some side content. I've done some main content. I'm now currently a Spectre. So if you know where that is, I'm around that area. I've done some stuff. I've had some space adventures and I've had a good time with it so far. So I'm going to continue. It does feel dated though. I will say that it feels very old they haven't really done a ton of remastering from what i can see with mass effect one they just made it look a little bit more prettier and that's about it they could have really fixed the cover system and maybe gone a little bit harder to the paint with this game i think they really should have taken everything from two and then put it over into this game i think that would have been very cool indeed to have the awesome gunplay of two 
and then have the story of one because the story of one is pretty good it's pretty good indeed enough about that though let's get into some gaming news shall we because starfield is possibly going to be an exclusive to xbox and pc so this is very sad indeed if you're a playstation gamer but bethesda's starfield will apparently be an exclusive to xbox and pc and will not be coming to the PlayStation, according to some recent reporting. This comes from VentureBeats journalist, otherwise known as Jeff Grubb, which also has a YouTube channel. You should check it out. He does some really cool stuff on his YouTube channel. And he said the following on Twitter in response to Randall Thorne 19 which is a Xbox YouTube guy as well. So that's somebody else you should check out. But he said the following. Starfield is exclusive to Xbox and PC, period. This is me confirming that. However, he wasn't done just there because he did later quote tweet another content creator otherwise known as Blessing Jr. by saying the following, you are right about Starfield's release date. This is in reference to Blessing saying the game would be coming in quarter 1 2022. This makes so much sense to me personally because I think they've got a real good lineup for this year and next year. If you think about what possibly they could be releasing, I would assume Psychonauts 2, which I know is not exclusive, but it is going to be coming to the Xbox and it is an Xbox game. That would be launching around June to August would be my guess. Then you've got September, October for a Forza game. Then Halo coming out in November. And then you have this game known as Starfield launching in January or February. I think it's a great idea because it does bolster Game Pass for the next coming months. It has some new content on a regular basis from the Xbox's game studios. And then you have third-party makeup that in between you have some really cool stuff in between. I do think Psychonauts 2 could possibly be a shadow drop around E3. I'm not entirely sure if it will be dead on E3, but it would make sense to have that game come on Game Pass day and date and have it available there and then around that time. If it doesn't come dead on E3, I think it will come around that time. It does make sense though, because Xbox does shadow drop stuff quite regularly. They like to drop things off around that time of years. So it's very cool indeed, in my opinion. If you don't know though, Jeff Grubb has got a pretty great track record when it comes to being correct with these rules because he did previously report on the Perfect Dark reboot and the Mass Effect Legendary Edition before either of them were revealed. The Legendary Edition, he said, would be coming out last May, but then he also confirmed that that did get pushed to a later date, so that is something to be spoken about there. I honestly can't wait. We're not going to have to wait much longer for this, though, because E3 2021 is mere weeks away on June 12th to the 15th. On to some strange news, Warner Brothers Interactive is reportedly going to be splitting up after a new merger between Warner Media and Discovery. This one is very interesting because it's going to affect not just games, but entertainment in general. Warner Brothers Interactive is going to be broken up somehow after the parent company known as AT&T, they have confirmed they will be merging Warner Media with Discovery to create a new premier standalone global entertainment company. That's what they describe it as. The supposed deal is expected to close in mid-2022, and it will see AT&T receive $43 billion US dollars and also will be getting stocks that represent 71% of the new company. In regards to games, though, WB Interactive had a spokesperson who apparently told a reporter at Axios that some of the gaming arm will stay with AT&T and some will go with the new company. 
Details on the split are really slim pickings. There's not a lot known in regards to what's going to be happening. Warner Brother Interactives, though, is the home of a ton of premier prolific game studios that include such things as NetherRealm Studios, who work on Mortal Kombat, Rocksteady Studios, that is currently developing the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, TT Games, who is currently developing LEGO Star Wars A Skywalker Saga, and then you have Avalanche Games, which is working on Hogwarts Legacy. And then lastly, Monolith, which is the developer behind the Shadow of Mordor series. The strange thing about this is this isn't the first hurdle that WBIE have had to overcome over the past year. Because there was reports suggesting previously last year that AT&T were looking to sell the games division last summer. And there were a few companies interested in making this purchase. They came from Microsoft, Activision Blizzard, as well as EA. This, however, was then later like, no, 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 we're not doing it. They're too valuable to unload, which is kind of strange in itself. I can personally see them maybe keeping a few studios, but I can also see them getting rid of a ton too. There is contractual agreements in regards to things like Lego. I could see something going on there as well as the Harry Potter games. I don't know if they wholly have the license for that in regards to video games. I'm not sure they do because of the portal key games publishing thing that they do for Harry Potter. So I don't know if they do have the full publishing rights in regards to video games. So contractually, they might have to keep some of these studios at AT&T like Avalanche Studios or even TT Games. But I can also see them maybe selling off TT Games, maybe getting rid of Avalanche's game studio as well as Monolith later on down the line and keeping their crown jewels, which is NetherRealm Studio and Rocksteady Studios. Those two, though, I could see most publishers wanting to snatch them up, especially NetherRealms with Mortal Kombat. They own the Mortal Kombat series, I think, if I'm correct. So having that and the IP is going to be a tasty sell for any publisher. And then Rocksteady Studios with the Batman license, they could make literally anything. They could make anything good. We could get Turtles. I really want a Turtles game from Rocksteady. I really do. I'm going to keep putting it into the universe until it's actually made. That's just how I'm going to do on this front. But it does look like AT&T is possibly trying to step away from making these games and being part of the creative and more likely just shifting to a position where they just kind of contract these companies to make these video games and then just sit there and collect the royalties. That's what I could see possibly happening too. It's going to be exciting regardless to see what goes on. I definitely think the Gotham Knights game, as well as the Suicide Squad, kills the Justice League, as well as Lego Star Wars, and the Hogwarts Legacy game, I can see all of them being pushed out before this deal is fully closed, and then we'll see then what goes on with the studios afterwards. But it's intriguing and it's interesting to see where this entire thing is going to land. On to some GTA news because GTA 5 gets a third release date and this time it's going to be for PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S. Rockstar has announced that Grand Theft Auto 5 is coming to the Xbox Series X slash S console as well as PlayStation 5 on November 11th. There will also be a standalone edition of GTA Online for the next gen consoles that will release the same day with PlayStation users getting a special bonus for that particular mode. As announced previously though, the GTA Online portion on PS5 will be free for up to three months ending on February 2022nd. PlayStation Plus users on PS4 can claim GTA money right now, a total of a million GTA dollars every single month until GTA Online comes to the PlayStation 5. The new version of GTA 5 and GTA Online for next gen will apparently have new features 
features as well as more, but Rockstar have yet to give much detail on how it will take advantage of the next generational hardware. They did, however, recently say the following while discussing the possibility of the enhancements coming thanks to the next generation tech, and that goes as followed. The new generation versions of GTA will feature a range of technical improvements, visual upgrades, and performance enhancements to take full advantage of the latest hardware, making the game more beautiful and more responsive than ever. That personally just kinda sounds like, hey look, we made it look pretty. It's now pretty, it has ray tracing, it has bright colours, it is beautiful, HDR, whoa. That's what that sounds like to me, which I hope that is not the case. I hope it's not just like, here's the next generation patch upgrade. I hope it's more along the lines of what they did with 360 to Xbox One where they added new features. For example, they added a first person mode in the Xbox One version so you could then go around Los Santos in first person, which was very nice indeed. So I hope they do add some new features like that, but we'll have to wait and see on that front. It's going to be exciting though because I don't know what they could add that could be really cool, unless they had story content. Oh, I would be up for that. Please, a story expansion coming alongside this. I would buy that up for a third time, but technically it wouldn't be a third time because I own this game on Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS4. It would be a fourth time. Oh my golly, I bought this game way too much. Anyway, Rockstar will also be celebrating the 20th anniversary of GTA 3 with even more fun surprises, with some of them being specifically for GTA Online. Fingers crossed they'll also have something more like a maybe possible remaster of GTA 3 that would be nice or a remake a preferably a remake I'd have something nice going on there that's how that works right you just put it into the universe and then they go and make it the mega corporations start developing and they get it out by the end of the year that's how it works I'm sure of it but anyway, here's the full quote from the blog post. In honor of the upcoming 20th anniversary of the game-defining Grand Theft Auto 3, we'll have even more fun surprises to share, including some specifically for GTA Online players. I personally like the fact that they've got fun surprises other than the GTA Online stuff, so we're going to have to wait to see what that is. But fingers crossed it's something good and delicious. Like this next news story, which is the next batch of Xbox Game Pass games have been announced for May, and there's some video games. Here's the full list. I'm not going to take too much of your time to get through this one because it's a pretty strange story because it's just Game Pass games. Here's all the games that come in. Woohoo! So, on May 18th, we'll see SnowRunner coming to console, PC, and Cloud. May 20th, we'll see Peggle 2 on Cloud, as well as Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville on Cloud, and then Secret Neighbor on PC and The Wild at Hearts on console and your personal computer. May 21st we'll see Knockout City on console and PC, however that game is also going to be free everywhere for 10 days so you should check that one out regardless. The Catch, The Carp and Course Fishing will be available on console, PC and cloud that same day. May 25th we'll see Manita coming to Xbox Game Pass on console, PC and cloud, that one I'm excited to check out personally. Can't wait to bite up some things, I don't know what I'm going to be biting up because I don't don't know what that game is. I've yet to play it. I know it's got a shark and you eat things, I think, to get bigger. I'm pretty sure that's what I saw online. Anyway, May 27th will be Conan Exiles Return to Game Pass via console and clouds, as well as Fusion Frenzy on cloud, Joyride Turbo on cloud, and then Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries on consoles. Then you've got Slime Rancher on PC. My kids like that game very muchly indeed. It is played very regularly in our house. Then Solar Star, the crown of the majesty. 
The Magister on PC, Spellforce 3 Soul Harvester on PC, and that is all of the games coming to Game Pass. There is going to be some games getting some additional Xbox Touch controls, and those games go as follow. Banjo-Tooie, Call of the Sea, Genesis Noir, Narita Boy, Nia Automata, Become as Gods Edition, then you've got Rain on Your Parade, and Two Point Hospital. Sadly, though, with the new additions, there also come some games leaving the service on May 31st, and those games go as followed. Assetto Corsa, Bro Force, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, Surviving Mars, and Void Bastards. That last one I suggest you check out very muchly indeed, because Void Bastards is very good. It's worth checking out. It's a kind of, like, meta metroidvania style game set in space but it's also a first person game is very cool i like it very muchly indeed and i enjoyed my time with it thoroughly something i also enjoy and that is the saints row series because the saints row the third remastered is going to be getting some upgrades for ps5 and xbox series x slash xbox series s saints row the third remaster will be coming to the next generational hardware on may 25th the new next generation versions will be free to all current owners of the game and will equal to the ultra settings on pc some of the improvements coming to the xbox series x and playstation 5 include a frame rate boost to 60 frames per second as well as dynamic 4k resolutions with xbox series x players being able to choose between performance that will run 60 frames per second at 1080p or beauty which will run 30 frames per second and 4k the new version will also get faster loading times thanks to the SSD. And last but certainly not least, the most important update of it all, the PS5 DualSense controller will glow in the signature Saints Purple when you play the game. So that is the most important thing to be excited about. I'm personally very unsold about this. Like, Saints Row the Third is great and all, but I've completed this game, and I mean completed this game to complete completion about three times. So giving the option to complete it again, I'm not interested, dog. I'm not interested. Give me the new Saints Row. Give me Saints Row 5. Give me that announcement. If I don't get a Saints Row 5 announcement at E3, I think I'm done with this series because it's been so long. I just want a new Saints Row game in my life. And it seems like Volition is having some trouble over there. Like, please get this game made. I want a Saints Row 5. I want it back to Saints Row 2 level of wackiness. Not Saints Row 3 or Saints Row 4. Saints Row 2. Because that's where the pinnacle of the series is. Go back there. Please. Thank you. Deep Silver has announced that Time Splitters will be making a return to life and it will be developed by a newly reformed Free Radical design, with the studio being responsible for the original game. In addition to this, two of the original founders who worked on the first game will be working on this new project. This announcement from Deep Silver goes as followed. You asked and we listened. We have been working on plans to bring the Time Splitter franchise back to life and are pleased to let you know that we are setting up a new Deep Silver development studio to do just that. Free Radical Designs is reforming and it will be headed up by industry and Time Splitters veteran known as Steve Ellis and Dave Doak. The game does, however, seem to be in its early stages of development, with the statement continuing on by saying, This is an exciting first step in the process. Development on a new game has not yet started, and we will update you when we have more news to share. So they have come out a little bit early on this front. 
I remember playing this game back in the day, back in my time. I remember playing it in split screen with some friends and I have such fond memories of this game. I don't really see how it's going to fit in today's modern gaming shooters unless it goes down the Overwatch hero style shooter, though that it would fit perfectly. So hopefully they do that. Fingers crossed they do that, but not too competitive don't go counter-strike go apex legends go something that a casual can play too or fortnite that's what we want do that please do that i want that very muchly indeed i love time splitters i love playing as the monkey who doesn't the monkey is where it's at yo and on to our last news story of the day gearbox could be developing a new franchise that will be releasing by april 2022 according to take two this one is extremely interesting because gearbox recently just got picked up by the embracer group which is also owned by the kosh media which also owns Deep Silver, something that we just spoke about a second ago. But Take-Two has revealed some interesting details in its latest financial results earning call, where it plans to launch a new franchise from Gearbox Software during the next fiscal year. The company announced it hopes to release 21 games during the current fiscal year from April 1st, 2021 through until March 31st, 2022. Out of the 21 games... There will be four immersive core games, with two of them being completely new IP, with CEO Strauss Zelnick commenting, saying that one of them is being made by Gearbox. No more details on this were given, though, so that's kind of sad indeed, but hopefully we'll find out some more shortly during E3 2021. I'm personally not a huge fan of Gearbox's games, but I do hope that they make something new and fresh and exciting. I really do hope that they make something great. I don't want another Battleborn or Borderlands spin-off game. I'm done with Borderlands. It's just the same over and over and over again. But that is going to be my time for this week's episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this week's episode. We'll be back again shortly with another episode of this gaming-related podcast. I hope you have an awesome week slash weekend, and I will catch you very shortly in another episode. But as always, I'll catch you in the next one. And until then, Ghostly out. <laughs>